Hello, and welcome to The Link Podcast, the industry's link to learn, innovate, news, and knowledge in global supply chain intelligence. Hosted by food logistics and supply and demand chain executive, we cover everything from transportation and warehousing trends and new technologies to food safety and sustainability impacting today's supply chains. I am Associate Editor Brielle Jekyll, and it is Workplace Safety Month on the podcast. We're getting a little bit of a head start on the NSC's National Safety Month. And today we are talking safety in the supply chain workforce with ISN's Executive Vice President. A recent survey from ISN showed that the transportation and warehousing industry led rates in terms of serious injuries and fatalities from 2017 to 2019. So we talk about all about that and more and how safety is top of mind in the supply chain today. So let's link into that conversation now. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for coming on and listening to today's episode. I am here with Dag Emenu, who is the EVP at ISN. Hi, Dag. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Brielle. Thanks for uh, having me. Yeah, so I'm really excited. We're going to get into some safety issues and precautions to take in the supply chain, because obviously, when you're working in such a physical um, industry, it there tends to be some some injuries. And that's definitely something that is uh, talked about a lot in the supply chain. And I know you've recently worked on a report in this exact area, right? That's right. That's right. So first, I just want to ask, how common are serious injuries throughout the supply chain? Yeah, Brielle, that, that's a great question. Um, in general, when we look at the data um, that, that we collect and when we have uh, data that we gather from about 75,000 contracting companies that are part of the ISN network, uh, what we're seeing is in general, the transportation and warehousing industry has one of the highest serious injuries and, and fatalities rate. And uh, the, to us, that, that is an area that stands out when you compare, uh, again, that industry against other industries. So it's pretty pretty common based on the data that, uh, that we, as well as uh, the government collects. What type of injuries are most common? Yeah, so when, when we, in particular, look at uh, transportation and warehousing, uh, the types of injuries that, that seem to be prevalent are uh, related to falls, slips, and trips. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the events that lead to some of these common um, injuries and illnesses are related to an individual or a worker coming in contact with uh, an object or an equipment. So think of, you know, a warehouse where you have forklift or, or robots that are um, actively deployed within a warehouse and uh, individuals coming in contact with them. So that's one of the top reasons uh, or events that, uh, that leads to a serious injury. Another one is, um, again, as I mentioned, the falls, uh, trips, um, and, and slips that happen within these facilities. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like this has changed the types of injuries and, and the amount of injuries have changed over the last few years since the supply chain has, has changed so much? Yeah, the data that we have 
really doesn't show the, the nature of uh, the incidents or the events um, have not in a, in a you know, major way changed. Uh, of course, there are, are some additional risk, uh, risks that have been introduced, particularly when you look at uh, you know, what we just went through with COVID-19 and, uh, uh, and e-commerce being an important part of the supply chain and the economy. Uh, with with everybody you know working and living out of their residences or or not in the cities, um, so you do have those types of factors that have contributed to a change um, in in some of the risk profiles. Uh, but what the data shows, still you know the top areas um, or or events that are associated with these serious injuries. Uh, are, you know, again, coming in contact with objects and equipment, uh, as well as the falls, the trips, uh, the slips. Uh, we also have seen from our data, uh, the major body parts that tend to be affected are the lower extremities. So, you know, your, your legs, um, uh, as well as your trunk. So that pattern has not changed based on the data that we've seen mm -hmm. uh, in general. Do you feel like COVID has affected safety in the supply chain workplace? Or is it like, since there's, you know, we have to be more spaced out and, you know, not have as many people on the floor and around each other, has it maybe declined? Yeah, I think, Braille, it's it's a double-edged sword in, in terms of, um, you know, being spread out and, and just the general awareness around safety um, has been elevated. Uh, again, you know, COVID has brought uh, wellness and well-being uh, to the forefront. So workers and the leadership team in general within facilities are more aware of safety. Um, on the other hand, we um, what we're seeing is obviously, uh, particularly with warehousing and distribution, um, there are uh, more uh need for that supply chain and the importance of the, the distribution centers the warehousing facilities as e-commerce uh, continues to grow we uh you know we've we've seen the pace of how quickly deliveries are happening and and in in some cases that's a potential risk for competing priorities when when you have to tighten up your delivery window and and, and the volume of deliveries are increasing because of the e-commerce um, uh, growth, uh, but at the same time, you gotta you have to balance that with um, safety precautions. Just making sure those competing priorities between speed and production doesn't come at the cost of um, safety uh, compromises. Right. I actually have a friend who is a delivery driver, and he was rushing a few weeks ago and and slipped off the back of the truck and hit his head. And yeah. was, you know, but they have a lot of protocols in place, you know, to making sure that he's okay. What what yeah. do you feel that companies are doing to prevent workplace injuries? Yeah, it's a great, great question. Um, th there are probably uh, you know two three key areas um, that that organizations need to focus on. Number one, um, understanding the risk profiles. Um, whether we're introducing, let's say, robots within um, a facility, uh, it does help with automation, but what are the unintended consequences or, or the, the additional risks that 
uh, is going to be introduced um, as we bring in, for instance, robots, uh, or uh, just as we speed up the delivery process, what are the additional risk uh, items we need to consider? So understanding the risks uh, uh, and, and managing the change that is happening in the industry is important. Uh, the other item that we see is uh, oftentimes uh, work is outsourced to third-party individuals or contracting companies. It's not uncommon uh, in, in these you know, fast-paced, uh, heavy industries to outsource work to third parties. So one of the areas that needs focus is having a robust process and system to pre-qualify, to vet, uh, and manage uh, the third parties that are providing services on behalf of um, the organizations. So managing contractors, managing suppliers, ensuring their qualifications are uh, according to st certain standards uh, would be important. Another one uh, is that it relates to um, culture. Uh, from what we see and hear uh, from, from our clients, yes, you could have a great process and procedure, but it really comes down to the culture within the organization and how tolerant you are to near misses mm -hmm. uh, or how well you are reporting near misses uh, before they you know, become repeated incidents and, and lead to a serious injury. So the culture of you know, recognizing hazards, reporting hazards uh, without any fear of reprimand uh, and for organizations to take that leadership and show the leadership uh, in terms of safety uh, are, are, are going to be important. So, you know, the three aspects, the culture, understanding the risk profiles uh, and managing third parties that uh, are engaged in these operations would be, would be important. Do you think in the future things will change or there will be new trends in, in safety besides automation? Yeah, uh, I, I do think there will be some change. And obviously, you know, is it one year, three years, five years? Uh, it's hard to tell, but there are in general uh, indications of, uh, of areas of emphasis and change. Uh, one area is uh, just the general concept of sustainability that we've seen uh, more emphasis in uh, making sure the operations within these facilities or the, these organizations are sustainable. And, and that's a, a vast topic from, as, as you're aware, from environmental aspects to governance to the social aspect. But what, what we're seeing in particular uh, to safety is safety and wellness becoming even more important would be would be one trend that we see uh, understanding uh, risks, not only from a safety perspective, but uh, uh, from a cybersecurity perspective in the supply chain um, is becoming more and more important based on what we see from our customers. Um, so the, the business continuity, uh, not just from safety incidents, but also you know, the cybersecurity incidents um, is going to be uh, important and the general awareness, as I mentioned, leadership taking more proactive action to understand their supply chain, having visibility into, uh, you know, the supplier of a supplier or a contractor and a subcontractor that is 
performing work at that facility and, and having the visibility into the supply chain and managing the risk down to you know, the chain um, are gonna be trends that we, we will see in addition to the technology items that you've mentioned. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm excited to see where it's gonna go in the future. Yeah, no, we hope, uh, you know, in general, we've, we've seen uh, recognition and awareness uh, that organizations need to invest in safety uh, and well-being and in general sustainability. Uh, so we're, we're excited to see, you know, how, how that journey translates, but, you know, the emphasis uh, is, is very encouraging. Yeah, here's to a safer future. <laughs> I agree, definitely. That's all I have time for today, but thank you so much for coming on. Very good. Thanks, Brielle. Appreciate uh, your time. All right. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and tune in every Tuesday for our episodes of Link by a food logistics and supply and demand chain executive. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a thumbs up or a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Brielle for more of what's happening in the supply chain. And do not forget to hit subscribe on the Spotify, Apple and Google playlist apps so you never miss an episode.